You're listening to a podcast from Camden Nazarene. Camden Nazarene is a Christ-centered and community-focused church located in Camden, South Carolina. We gather for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m., and you're invited to be our guest this Sunday. Welcome to great to see you. Welcome to uh, you who are joining online. Online, uh, we have early, uh, whatever platform you're on, go ahead and share that. Uh, let people say folks to, to come and uh, to worship. Series called reminds me of one of. Um, TV show is actually a, a sci-fi show, and uh, Kyle, you can turn the mic down a little bit in the Ox One. Uh, you can turn the preaching mic down a little bit in the Ox One. I don't need that much monitor. Uh, thank you, sir. Thanks, sir. Channel have has a buzz on it. If you want to just mute everything, except for until. About this. Uh, the, the, Favorite TV shows, uh, which is a show, and just the name Star Trek. Just me saying that. I love uh, you're talking about Star Trek. I'm out. Please, please, please. I love that series, particularly uh, the next generation and generation artificial. Things. Uh, he's just so good with numbers and can compute things at just at crazy speeds, and he's super strong. But he does not. He is not equipped with human emotion. He does not express himself. He doesn't know what funny. He doesn't know how to be sad. He doesn't know uh, what, what is embarrassing. He doesn't. Know, you know. He doesn't. Just to be awkward. He a lot of the series. Is, they develop his character into someone who, in some ways, understands emotions better than even the humans do because he explores it and he's studying it so much. But at the end of the day, he doesn't have the ability to be moved by emotion. It's how God made up. Look, dealt with emotions. We believe that Jesus was 100% God, but that he was also 100% man. This is, this is very core, this is very fundamental to, to Christian belief. If, if you run across any sort of denomination or any sort of church that doesn't have a fundamental belief in the deity of Jesus Christ, and also that he was 100% man, just go. This is just very core to who we are. That God messed him up. The person who was Jesus. As the old theologian used to say, Jesus was the God man. Term Jesus the God man. Uh, that's, that, that was a term that the old theologians would, uh, would use. And so last week we saw a perfect example of what it means when we say that Jesus understands our sorrow. Had her, she had lost her son, was experiencing intense sorrow. And scripture says Jesus looked upon her 
with deep compassion. He brought her son back, and in doing back he gave her hope back he gave her hope back is this lapel mic okay it's working in the house but i will use this is this is this better there we go all right um he gave her this 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 the, the woman jesus he gave her hope back was working in it's working in the monitors i don't know what you guys are hearing but i'm hearing definitely hearing something uh, but Jesus, in giving this, this woman her son back, we see, we see that Jesus, he gives her more than just her, her, her son, but he gives her hope again. And I don't know what brings you sorrow. I don't know what brings you sorrow, but we serve a God who is present and who is moved by love on our behalf. Jesus crosses lines to reach you and I. And so we understand that Jesus, he understands our sorrow. He understands our moments of happiness, our moments of joy, our moments of anger, and even stress and anxiety. In fact, let's talk about anxiety. Who has experienced anxiety? Right? Yeah, all of us. Exactly. Uh, in fact, you probably experienced anxiety since you've been up this morning. All right? Uh, for, 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 and I'm going I'm to make a bold statement here. I'm going to make a bold statement here. Uh, your pastor, your pastor has experienced anxiety. I love Jesus. I serve and follow Jesus. All my faith is in Jesus, but we've, I've still had these moments of anxiety. More so, and I'll be honest with you, more so in the years uh, following uh, my, my, my dad's passing, it just, those, those recent years were just intense moments of anxiety, a lot to do with kind of how we passed. And I'm thinking, well, I thought we were a healthy family. I thought things like that didn't happen to me. Like, is my heart okay? You know, like all these just physical moments. And it's just been a beautiful journey how God has, has been with me and God has, has led me uh, through those moments. But uh, let, let's be clear. Anxiety is something that we probably all deal with. If you haven't, you definitely have this year because the year is 2020, right? The year of anxiety. Um, yeah, I feel like this is not, I, I have a hard time with this hand. I feel like a Pentecostal preacher. And nothing wrong with Pentecostal preachers, but um, this whole handheld mic thing. Y'all get this thing fixed. You would just let me know. Um, I know it's working. It should be coming through, but... <clears throat> But if we're all honest, we've all, we've all experienced these moments of, of anxiety. I, I mean, there's so much been going on. It's, you, you've, got, you've got a virus. You've got racial tensions. You've got uh, wildfires, all sorts of things. You've got, on top of all that, it's an election year. And on top of all that, we have something called social media that just blows everything up and expands everything. And we, we're, you know, we're sharing all kind of stuff. I see what you guys share. I don't know if you fact check half of what y'all share. You know, there's a little button on there. You can, it'll tell you where the article came from. Just double check things, you know. Um, but not particularly y'all, but just people that's on my feet. I'm like, that article's like from five years ago. That's not current, but okay. You know, so we, we have all these, all these things going on, and, and it's all it's in our face each and every day. In fact, I, I, read, I heard a report one time that said that our culture now is, is more, we're more stressed because 
we are more aware of everything. In fact, things stress us. Like there's this, there's this thing about being stressed about things that you can't control. You're on social media. You hear about something that happened to a kid in Washington State. You hear about something that happened to a kid in some other country. And things that we can't do anything about. But it adds, it adds on to our, our stress and to our anxiety because we're just so much more aware of these things. In fact, according to the Center of National Health, in 2019, 8.2% of adults showed signs of anxiety disorder. That's 2019. In 2020, that went up to 36%. 36%. This past week, I was listening to um, the... Uh, NPR in the morning, and they had, a, they had a segment on how alcohol sales have skyrocketed in the year 2020. A lot of it had to do that even in cities in which there's quarantine and cities in which there's lockdowns, they've still made it a possible, like mayors and governors have made special provisions to be able to deliver alcohol, you know, because people, they still need their they still need their beverages. And, 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 then, and then this story, it talked about how this one individual said that she relapsed back into alcoholism because of everything that has been going on. And so there, there's signs all around us that, man, we're, we're dealing with all sorts, of, all sorts of stress and anxiety. And, and I'll be honest with you, anxiety is a complicated thing. It's a complicated thing. It, I, 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 it's, you have to look. And so I don't, I don't pretend to know everything about it. I'm not a doctor, but I do know that there is a spiritual aspect to anxiety. Yes, there are physical issues that, you, that if you're experiencing, you get those checked out. Yeah, that there's things that go, go on with. There we go. Every Mac has my ID on it in this building. So when somebody calls, there we go. If you get this mic working, that made me feel a whole lot better, I'm just saying, um, with everything else that's going on. <laughs> but there's so many issues. Yeah, talk about anxiety, right? Golly, I, I, I just made that connection. That's what you are talking about. <clears throat> but there's physical, there's dietary issues that you need to be concerned about, and I can't speak to those, but we do know there's a spiritual element to, to all that is going on. There's a spiritual element to all that is going on. And so first we need to, we need to first remember that our struggle with anxiety, it doesn't make you less of a Christian when you struggle with anxiety. When you have moments of anxiety, that, that, that does not make you any less of a Christian. In fact, it's not a sin to be anxious in the same way that it's not a sin to, to, to be angry. Remember the Bible says, in your, in your anger, sin not. We'll actually talk about that next week. So it's not a sin to be, to be anxious. It's how we respond in these moments that can lead us to sin. And so in our text today, we're going to be in Mark chapter 14. And we're going to see where Jesus was experiencing in, in intense moments of despair. You could say that Jesus was, was anxious. And so we're going to unpack Mark chapter 14, and we'll be in verses 32 through 36. And we're going to understand how Jesus demonstrated how we should respond in our moments of anxiety. And so this is the first thing that I want you to know. This is the first thing that I want you to see that we're going to see from this text is a lack of community can keep you from overcoming anxiety. 
A lack of community can keep you from overcoming. Look at verse 32 and and 33. They went to a place called Gethsemane. And Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. And so for those of you who may not be quite familiar with the context here, Jesus, he's had the Last Supper with his disciples. He's preparing to go to the cross. That He's sat around the table with his disciples. He has served them the Last Supper, even with Judas being there, knowing that Judas is going to go out and he's going to betray him. And so then they move to the, the Garden of Gethsemane, this place where Jesus is going to have this intense moment of prayer. And he's going with all his disciples, and he asks most of them to stay behind, but then he asks his three, his to keep on with him, to keep walking with him. And so what you see here is Jesus, he is, he's surrounded by his closest friends. He's his life group. He's surrounded by people that, they, that he knows is walking with him through all of his journey. And it says Jesus and troubled. I, I think some of us, maybe we have a hard time of thinking of Jesus in this way. We think of Jesus as God. We think of Jesus who can, who can heal and raise his lives from the dead. All these great things. But we have to remember there are moments when Jesus and troubled. In fact, the message translation, which is a devotional translation, says that Jesus, he plunged into a sinkhole of dreadful agony. That's how the message translates this, this moment that Jesus is having here in the garden. And so what Jesus does next, it, it, it keys us in on how we are to respond to our moments of anxiety. Look at verse 34. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. I know this sounds very simple, but what you see here, Jesus, he's talking to his friends. He's reaching out to his community. He's being honest about what is going on. Did you know that we as humans, we're not meant to be alone? As humans, we are not meant to be alone alone. In fact, I, I would argue this is maybe this is why this year has been so hard, you know? I mean, we can get through a hurricane. Uh, we can get through a, something like 9-11, as tragic as that is, as that was. We can get through wars and all these things because we're able to come together. But in the moment of these moments that we've experienced here in the last six, seven months, it's been something where it's be far apart, be virtual. You know, there, there's very limited human contact, and that's not how we, as humans, are designed. Now, for some of our extreme introverts, you're like, man, this is great. I don't see what the big deal is. But even the most introverted person, if they're really honest, they desire human contact. It may just be that one, just one person. It may not be a bunch. Like our extrovert, our extroverted friends, they, they're, they're good with all kind of contact with any and everybody. But we're designed, to, we're not designed to be alone. So this is what Jesus does. He tells his friends what's going on. He, he reaches, he asks them to pray with him. 
Do you have that friend? Do you have that person in your life? That person you can call and say, I need you to pray for this. And you know that they're going to pray for it. Like you, like they're not just going to say, Yeah, yeah, I'll pray for you. I mean, we do that all the time as believers, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm praying, praying for you. Praying for your brother, praying for your sister, typing into the little chat box in Facebook when somebody says, Hey, this is going on, you know, praying. But we all need that person who you know that when you hang that phone up, you know that the next move of that person is on their knees in prayer, interceding for whatever the situation that you just told them about. I think we also then need to talk to the Father as well. Jesus doesn't just talk to his friends, but he also begins to speak to God the Father. We will not overcome fear and anxiety without prayer. Not just prayer, but a, but a fervent and a consistent prayer life. Look at verses 35 and 36. Going a little farther. He fell to the ground and prayed. That if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. What if in, what if in some ways those moments of anxiety that you experience, those, just those light moments of a little, uh, a little fear, a little moments of uneasiness, what if that is an indicator to you that, hey, you need to be praying about this? It could be that anxiety in some ways is a signal to be in prayer. Speaking of signals and anxiety, how many have lights up on their dashboard of your car telling you that all these things are wrong? You know, service engine soon, uh, fix the tire, inflate, in, the, the, the tire inflation um, monitoring device. Maybe I'm just the only one that drives a 295,000-mile truck, and I've got three lights that are up on my dash. See, I got you beat. I, I need all of my tire sensors are shot. I need to get them replaced. Donnie tells me they're about hundred bucks a, a sensor, and I'm like, I'm good. I can look and just see that there's no, there's no, they're they're, they're inflated. Um, I've got some sort of emissions thing going on that I should get replaced. There's a light for that, you know. And then of course when throwing the gas light and all these other lights. But it, your car is telling you, hey, you need to go and take care of this. You need to go and, and get this checked out. And in some ways, that, that moment of, of being uneasy when you're looking at a situation, that could be your signal, hey, this is something that you need to pray about. This is what I know. If it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. If it's big enough to worry about, it is certainly big enough to pray about. Even in moments where we don't know exactly what to say, the Lord still invites us into prayer. Think about that. Even in moments where we don't even know what to say. This isn't going to be on the screen, but I thought about this passage. Romans 8, 26 says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through our world, wordless groans. And so you can say, David, I'm just so stressed out. I've, I've just got so much anxiety about this. I don't even know how to pray. I don't even know what to say. Guess what? Good news for you. God's got that covered. 
There's just something about being in the posture, being in the position, being in the, in the position of, of prayer that the Spirit understands, the Spirit sees, the Spirit knows where we are. He knows what we're facing. And so the truth is that if it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. If it's on your mind, then it's, it's on God's heart. You got issues at work, pray. You got issues with family, pray. You got issues with your marriage, pray. You've got issues about the upcoming election, pray. I'm reminded of, of our series a couple weeks ago in Daniel. Remember when we did the outside church thing? Yeah, that was fun. And we were in the, the series Daniel, and we and we, we saw that we saw that verse from Daniel where Daniel was praying, and the angel said, When you begin to pray, God begins to move. And even then, we were reminded that as soon as we begin to pray, heaven begins to move in order to bring heaven and earth together for us, for our situation. God loves you and me. God loves us, and he is inviting us to cry out to him. Even when you don't know what to say. So Jesus, we see that he's talked to his, he spoke with his friends, he's he's in community He's in community with, his, with, with, with God the Father. He's talking to the Father. And then we see a moment where he is informing his feelings. Let me, let me kind of help you understand exactly what that means. See, Jesus, he didn't feel like moving towards the cross. I mean, you do know that there's the old saying that, you know, trust your feelings. Don't, don't, don't trust your feelings a lot of times, right? Sometimes your feelings can... If you trusted your feelings to the nth degree, some of you might end up in jail. I don't know. You know, there's just a lot of things, you know, that go through our minds, you know, that, that, that make us feel certain things. But we see Jesus, he didn't feel like going to the cross, but in his prayer to his Father, we also see an example of Jesus overcoming his feelings with his faith. Look at verse 36. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Not what I will, but what you will. How we feel in a situation can define, how we feel in a situation, it can't define who we are in Christ. In many cases, our feelings don't necessarily reflect the reality of of, of, of the truth. Maybe you don't feel like God loves you. The truth is God does love you. Maybe you don't feel like that. Maybe you feel like you're alone. The truth is God will never leave you nor forsake you. Maybe you feel like you're worried about money. The truth is that God supplies all of our needs. Maybe you feel like that you're not good enough. The truth is you are enough in Christ who is living in you, who has made you into a new creation. And so I think this... This, this whole narrative is really neat because you see Jesus, he walks into the garden. Look at this. He walks into the garden in deep despair. He spends time with his friends. He cries out to his father. He relies on his faith, and he leaves the garden ready to go and do the father's will. We know what happens after the, after the garden. He's arrested. He's betrayed. He's arrested. He's tortured. He's nailed to a cross. But through that whole 
moment, through that whole, those hours of being tortured, those hours of being beaten and being put on the cross, we see, we see a Jesus who is resolute. We see a Jesus who is focused on the mission. He walked into the garden in deep despair. He walks out ready to go and do the Father's will. So as you wrap it up, I want to leave you with this verse, Philippians, Philippians chapter 4. This is, this is how the Apostle Paul sums all this up, y'all. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Look at this, and the peace and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So this is the last thing that, you, that, 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 that we know, is our faith should inform our feelings. Our faith should inform our feelings. You need to tell, tell the anxiety, tell, tell your feelings, hey, I'm not to worry. I am, I am in prayer to my God. I am in prayer to my God who I know is with me, to my God who I know has my back, who I'm, to my God who knows exactly what I'm facing. My God knows the, my bank account balance. My God knows what's going on in this situation. My God knows what's happening in my marriage. My God knows about, about this big, the next life choice that we're making for our family. My God knows all about that. There's no reason to worry but every reason to be in prayer, to be in consistent, and to be in fervent prayer. I believe peace comes when we just say the name of Jesus. When we just say the name of Jesus. When you have those moments of uneasiness, those moments of fear, there's power in just Taking in a deep breath, but then as you exhale, as you exhale, saying the name of Jesus. Jesus. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that, church? Because when we say Jesus, the very mention of his name, it shatters the darkness. The name of Jesus calms the soul. The name of Jesus breaks through the doubting. The demons have to flee at the name of Jesus. Let our feelings of anxiety know that they're not welcome here because of the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, whatever you're facing, <laughs> it begins to tremble. So that there's value in community. There's value in having a fervent prayer life with our Father. <laughs> and we know that our faith is what informs our feelings. Our faith is what informs what's going on. Say, so, hey, listen, that's not too overwhelming. I serve a God who all these situations just begin to tremble when we mention the name of Jesus. Jesus. There's power in that name, folks. Would you stand? Let's proclaim this together.
Thank you for visiting candanaz.church.